Welcome to Champagne Sunday. I'm Lauren. I'm Bonnie. I'm Beth. And we're going to talk about life after divorce. And living the best the life. The best life and the life you love. Yes, living the life you love on that other side. Cheers. 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 Welcome. Okay, ladies, what do we do when we feel like we're stuck in a rut? Like we all had the trees fall in our houses just a couple weeks ago. What have we done to kind of bring ourselves out of that sort of funk that happens when you're just sort of overwhelmed with life for a minute? Well, we got together and went to a concert. We did. Mm-hmm. The three of James us went Taylor. to a concert. Yes, James so Taylor. So much fun. Yes. That got us out of the house and out of our... And it was something out of the routine mm-hmm. like maybe that's what it is do something out of your routine yeah, yeah. like you know my my fall what was it called my fallback my um what do you call it the thing that you that you tend to go back to every time what's the word i'm looking for y'all <laughs> my my I, i'm gonna call it my tried and true all right okay it's to clean a house like i but sometimes that's not enough. Sometimes you just need to like do something that's not in your normal. So right. yeah, to go out with friends or to plan or to just even to go about out by yourself or go to a movie. Like I've been taking my kid to a movie way more often than we usually right. go lately. Not I'm not even in a rut. I'm just like a little bit like what's something. But it's kind of keeping you from getting into any kind yeah. of rut yeah. too because it's a little bit yeah. different and you're a little special. Just make it out Something of your that you feel like is kind of special. Like a treat. Like a treat. Yeah. yeah. So the concert was definitely a treat. And the only reason we got to go to it is because James Taylor had had to cancel his one in June. Yeah. And I, didn't, I didn't even know that yeah. he was on the schedule to begin with. So Right. So that was great. So that was um, kind of a miracle that we got tickets. Yeah. Rescheduled. But that was a fun night. Yeah. It was a fun That's night. Great. It was in a new venue I hadn't been to. And we went to a new bar. Mm-hmm. Oh, we did. Yeah. 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 And then we went. And our seats were great because there was a breeze where we were. Yeah, it was an outdoor venue. So that Um, was nice. All right, so something else. Lauren and I were able to go to a community event to support arts. So another thing you can do is look for something going on in your community Mm -hmm. and just show up. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's important to get plugged in, too. Mm -hmm. Maybe not too plugged in because I've been... Well, no, but if you're, if you're looking if you're for girlfriends, looking for if you're looking do. for girlfriends and you mm-hmm. have, don't have a whole lot yet, plugging into the community in an event like so, what Lauren and I went to had to do with an art show that's coming up, sort of right. a kickoff party for an art show. But if it's, but we're both interested in art. So yeah. if you go to something that, that's community-based that has to do with something you're interested in, you'll meet like-minded people and might right. can meet some people to hang out yeah. with. That's true. Because we were talking about how did we all start getting together because we have formed our own community to kind of keep us from getting mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. rut in our own houses when you... Because I feel like I tended to self-isolate with my divorce and yes. my recovery from divorce. Like, I literally did not do anything that I didn't have to do for the whole year after my divorce. And granted, my divorce was very traumatic. Not that other people's weren't, but I did have a husband that I had to go to, an ex-husband that had to go do inpatient and it was like there was a lot of involvement yeah so I felt like I needed to pull back for that year I didn't date I didn't do anything extra that I didn't have to do um, for that year and then when I decided that I needed to do 
something different to get out of that initial rut, you know, I started trying to find other women to do things with that like the same kind of things that I did. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, Lauren, you and I started talking on our my porch or your porch, whatever, mm-hmm. when you were, when, and it was when you were going through a divorce or when you knew that was possibly it was, coming. Yeah, it was like right before yeah. I had made that. But your therapist, your therapist had told you that it was important to build connections and to, be, and to start making time with and build community yeah i seem to remember and so that that was one of those things so we would meet on sundays and be like okay we have you know do we need to debrief anything that's happened this yeah. week and this and is and how this kinda, all began yeah how, yeah. yeah and then we'd kind of debrief and go okay what's something great we can look forward to this week and we talk about that have a couple of glasses of champagne and then retreat and mm. it was and then when you were able to join us right. after we really well, sort of got to know you too i think also and this, I don't mean to sound harsh, because I think if you find people that you can talk to about a common experience like divorce or grief or whatever you're you're having to go through, I think also the reason that this group works is because we don't just grouse. I think having something to look forward to and talking about, mm-hmm. okay, this is what happened mm-hmm. to us this week that maybe wasn't unpleasant or was pleasant. But how do we move forward and how do we keep looking for something fun or positive or that, that we're doing? We always talk about what are we going to do this next week mm-hmm. to bring us joy and help us get on that journey of living the life that we love. And I think that's, I think turning a negative into a positive or at least being able to see sort of the silver lining. <laughs> if you can't make it positive, to find something. Mm-hmm to hold some hope to and and, and hold some joy to. Yeah, something to look I forward to. Well, my, that's important. My therapist always says, fake it till you make it. Yeah. And, like, it, it hasn't, not necessarily, like, my most recent, but there was something I was going through with her. I was having some health problems maybe a few years ago, and we weren't sure what they were. And she was like, Lauren, right now you just got to fake it till you make it. Like, you need to go home and you need to turn on your favorite movie. Or, like, take yourself out to do your whatever your favorite thing is go on a walk like anything that brings you joy Mm -hmm. figure that out and do it and Mm -hmm. i think the hardest part is especially if you're depressed is actually doing it yes you know the thing will make you feel better like i know that if i go to my exercise bike for 30 Mm -hmm. minutes i'm gonna feel like a million bucks after that i know i know Mm -hmm. if i take a two mile walk that's gonna make me feel better but because endorphins and all that jazz but it's it's the making yourself just do it right. sometimes. Showing it's the hardest up, part. Yeah. Showing up for yourself. Man, showing up for yourself. Oh. Yeah, I can show up for everybody. I can show up for everybody else. Oh, showing up yeah. for yourself can be That's so it. difficult. Well, yeah, <laughs> and I think we've talked about that, but I and I keep seeing and it really resonated with me. Treat yourself. Take care of yourself the way you would want someone else taking care of you. Mm-hmm. And it's That's like, true. oh man, okay, well, because it is so easy to let things slide for me, mm-hmm. because one, I'm the one who has to do it, and also because then it gives me time to do other things. But then I'm not really taking care of myself. So, right. you know, washing sheets and changing them, and so I bought the really good smelly stuff, the the good um, like linen the wash. like the linen wash just mm-hmm. for my sheets. So. Just that one little thing makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. So that right. encourages me to get, you know, to take care of myself, to do my, my weekly sheet wash and do all of that. Well, but I, yeah. I starch my pillowcases. I know that's crazy. But I grew up with that smell of, I just love that 
Starch. The starchy smell. Yeah. And then I buy myself flowers every week. When I'm at the grocery store, that's an indulgence. Yes, I know. But I, budget, you happy. I budget for it, and it makes me very happy. And, A, I don't have anybody buying me flowers. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I can buy my own flowers. <laughs> and, you know, I think also finding out those little things that maybe you didn't do because they seemed extravagant or whatever, like buying yourself flowers. I think doing those little things, it's $7 worth of tulips goes a very long way with me. Well, and setting yourself up, setting yourself up for that success. Yeah. So having the the what the smell of good stuff for my wash for my mm-hmm. linens makes me want to wash my sheets and get them done. It's right. a whole lot. It's a lot harder for me to let that go right. because I have another incentive. So I, you know, I'm setting myself up for success. And you've budgeted for those flowers, so you know that you can put yeah. them in your basket every single time. So finding those little things that set and, and creating little routines that and set us up for success that way. No. It can be tiny little things, yeah. you know. To do. I just think this goes back to, you know, my grandmother, she was a Tennessee hillbilly and she was proud of it. She would always say, I'm not southern, I'm not redneck, I'm a hillbilly. <laughs> but she used to talk like crazy stuff. I used to think, oh, she's just talking crazy when she was say. But when I was, she used to call it making a nurse when I was in college. And she would say, my granddaughter's making a nurse. Um, it used to drive me crazy that she said that. But she would always say. Like becoming? Yeah. Is that what that means? Okay. Yeah. And so I would come home and I would be tired because I'd be doing clinicals and trying to, you know, I did art as a, as a. Um, therapy? Well, it was a therapy, but I came out with a minor in it because I did studio art all the time. That was my take care of myself. She'd say, you're not going to be any kind of nurse if you don't take care of yourself. How are you going to take care of your patients? And I used to think, that's the craziest thing. But as I've grown up, I do see how wise that was that she was telling me when I wasn't even 20 years old, you have to take care of yourself first Mm -hmm. or you're not going to be able to take care Mm -hmm. of anybody else. And, you know, I go back to that all the time. I used to think, I used to think it was lazy to rest or take a nap. I used to, you know, I felt like I had, if I was up, I had to be doing something productive all day. That's how I was raised, and that's my work ethic. And it has been, and that was my type A kind of driver for years. And now I'm so much happier when I, I allow myself to take rest. I allow myself time to do my art. I allow myself time to go buy to take myself care flowers and take care of myself. I get a massage when I need it. I mean, you know, I just think it's very important that you do those things because I don't have anybody doing and that for me. And you recognize them when you need them. And recognizing when you need them was a huge thing for me. I put on blinders for years. I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, yeah. I'm really, I'm fine. I yeah. can have that t-shirt. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I'm not fine and I was not fine back then. I just kept going, kept going forward. Well, and being with, so, and a lot of what we've talked about already is not just self-care, but also taking, being with friends. Yes. Taking time with friends instead of self-isolating. So yes. if you're looking for friends, like Beth and I met because she walked every day, like 12 times a day. <laughs> and I was talked her out in front of the house a couple of times. And we saw each other out in the community a couple of times. Yeah. We recognized you because you walked. And so we just started talking and we just became friends. I mean, mm-hmm. that just, so actually speak to people that you see more right. than once and just right. see if you can't strike up a conversation. Do you have anything in common? And do that. And then also be a teenager. Last night, 
<laughs> Beth and I were out. We'd gone out to dinner, and it was like, okay, don't want to go home. What do we do? Let's go to Target. So we, we walked around Target. <laughs> well, I remember that funny I did say we could drive through the, through the boat harbor. <laughs> but you know what? What? Yeah. You know, what do you, yeah. you? We were teenagers. Like, what does my teenager do when she's bored with her Let's friends? Go to Target. Target. Yeah. We, we did it. We had the best time. Yeah, but I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But I mean, just it doesn't matter. Go somewhere. Change your routine. Mm-hmm. Do something out of the norm. I think being willing to change your routine is a huge thing because I remember when I first got divorced, and you know, the math was not adding up. And I was trying to be on a budget, but I just knew this, the ship was sinking. I think that my tendency, and maybe other people's tendency, is you make your life as small as possible to get through those hard things. Mm-hmm. And you don't really enjoy what you're doing. Now, I enjoyed my kids, but I, you don't really enjoy mm-hmm. your life because basically what you've done is you whittled your life down to just the basics of like survival yeah and not thriving you not you're not feeding yourself or feeding your soul or making sure that you have joy you have you're in survival because mode. you're you're scared yeah you don't know how the finances are going to work you don't know if you've listened to your ex who said you're fat you're ugly nobody wants to date you you've let yourself mm-hmm. go blah 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 all those little things that you have heard, in my case, for 21 years, when you're making yourself small and trying to not be seen and trying to just keep your head down and crunch the numbers so that you can pay your mortgage and your light bill and all that, I think if you do that, you're robbing yourself of an opportunity to make friends, to talk about things with people who've had your same experiences. I think that's the beauty of this. We're all different ages, but we've all had this experience to a different degree with different things, but enough of it matches up that as a woman, you've been through it, and you know that isolating like that is not, I mean, it might get your bills paid, but it's not a healthy way Mm -hmm. to cope with it. Well, and you can't stay in survival mode for lengthy, lengthy, lengthy periods of time without reaching out to other people and, and like, coming up above the water and breathing for a minute so you can get back down to it. But you have to be willing to put yourself out there, too, even sort of when you feel like you're at your least attractive, least least friendly time in your life. Well, you, and if you then that's like putting up a huge suit of armor. Right. I don't want to uh, to ex, to allow any other vulnerability to yes. myself. It's a way of controlling the yes. situation. Yeah. yeah. Not so, to hurt. And to be yeah. able to be vulnerable because I have to be vulnerable with you guys, but I trust you guys. Mm-hmm. But we have to build a relationship to get there to that trust. Mm-hmm. That's true. But I think when you have common experiences, I think that lends to the trust. I agree. Easier than having a. You know, if I'd had to be friends with y'all for like a year before anybody opened up and said, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, by the way, I've been divorced too. Yeah. My mm-hmm. experience was horrible. I think. Yeah, that's true. So, and I also am a huge believer that God puts people in your path. That there are no coincidences. Mm-hmm. But you also have to be, you have have to to open, be your open to it. Yeah. yeah. You have to be open to it. Because how many times did you have to walk past our house? <laughs> Every day. Well, for like a year. Two years. Two years. Two years. Two years. <laughs> 
I met you at church first. That's true. And then and I, just I met you walking. I just think you, no, you were Jimmy's daughter. Oh, Jimmy's daughter. <laughs> just Jimmy's daughter. There she is. Daughter. But then when y'all became close, I was like, oh, I know Beth. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. A lot of times, like, if I don't, I don't, I don't know. I haven't been in a rut in a second, you know. So, that's, right. that's. But, but sometimes good. if I find myself with nothing to do, let me, let me go. Yeah. If I find myself with a free night where I'm not, I don't have my kid and I don't, I'm not hanging out with my boyfriend and I'm not, I'm at my house. Like sometimes I want to be by myself in my house and just like, you know, have, have my little glass of champagne and like do whatever, watch movies or whatever mm-hmm. I want to do. But sometimes I'm like, no, I really feel like doing something. I really think like, okay, what friend do I need to hang out with tonight? Like, who haven't I seen in a minute? Who do I need yeah. to reach out to? So it's important to do that too. Like, it is. everybody has multiple relationships of right. some kind. I mean, unless you're just, unless you just decided to live under a rock, right? We have so. Or if you've been moved, or, like yeah, if you moved out somewhere and you really don't have any friends. Or that, like for, for you, you moved to a whole different town. You know. Yeah. Um, but and poor me, I'm but, so introverted. Paul Beth, she just can't seem to talk to anybody about anything. She said she never leaves the house. She I'm think so I'm worried about the only introverted one. Here. <laughs> y'all, y'all definitely compared to me. But you. I'll think to myself, okay, who haven't I spent yeah. like quality time with? Even my sisters, like my sisters, are the two of the busiest humans that I know, and I I rarely see them outside of like a gathering that we have right. or so every once in a while I'll, well, I'll be like who do I need to see oh I think I need to talk to my sister that's good. <laughs> you know yeah. so no I do that too but that, I, think also, that's also I think that's a gift that divorce gave me because yeah. I felt like I never had that ability as much before you know but when you're in a relationship, you're all, or in a marriage especially. Well, and you protect the, the relationship. You have your evenings for that time with you and your husband. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, but, I even see that with my married friends. You have couple yeah, plans, You have couple plans. Couple's plans is what makes it yeah. different is that, like, what, yeah. you know, I, not to say that I didn't do things with my friends by myself, because I did, but. It, it was and like, it, so it's so like it had to be more planned. I think it's so much more intentional now. Like, I, I would, I'm never the, um. I am never the social planner. I always just like kind of do whatever social thing anybody That's needs me true. to do. Huh? That's not true. No, no, no. Traditionally, I'm oh, really not. Lately, I'll yeah. text my girlfriends and I'm like, okay, what are we like? Uh, okay. What are we gonna do? I just <laughs> bought three James Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're going on Tuesday night. You know what I mean, though. Like oh, yeah. that, I'm kind of like enjoying that role a little bit more. Well, on this same note, you know, I used to. You mentioned when you don't have your kid. When when I was first divorced, and I had been warned by my friend Rebecca, who had gone through it, have a plan. Yeah. The first night of the weekend that they're with your ex. Yeah. Because otherwise you'll be lonely, and I was very lonely the first night. Now, of course, I'm almost set. It's seven years later. Y'all, I embrace my loneliness. Now, there are some nights that I'm lonely, lonely, lonely. Like, in the traditional sense, I would like somebody to spend time with that kind of lonely. Mm-hmm. But I have really started embracing, well, my weekends and my alone loneliness time. And I can't even describe it to you, but it has been liberating, mm-hmm. is what I would say. Like, I no longer think, oh, poor me, I'm mm-hmm. alone again. I did that at first. 
Like I'm alone, I'll always be alone, help me. You know, I had that, but now I'm like, hey, I'm alone. I get to do what I want. Whatever I want to do, I'm making yeah, my decisions Yeah, it's great now. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to say, people out there, if you're listening and you're like in that loneliness thing, loneliness is a gift. Yeah. It has made me be creative. It had made me start painting again. Yeah. Um, and not just, you know, houses. <laughs> <laughs> like actual paints and it has made me really kind of hone down how do I want to spend my time mm-hmm. yeah it it's a new opportunity it is yeah. I look at as an opportunity an yeah. opportunity to, to get to know myself yeah I think all the time you know before I was in a relationship like a long-term relationship I felt like that all the time mm-hmm. I mean like you had your it's the same thing you had your friends you know, whether you're dating somebody or not, like you weren't in a, it's going back to what it feels like to not be in a partnership. Like, yeah, that, that's well, but it also, but that's hard when you've had, like, I had a partnership for 21 years. Yeah. And I did for 23. But I think, but it, what I think really, it gives you the opportunity to build yourself back up yeah. into that strong, confident woman that you were who walked into that marriage with the best of intentions and the mm-hmm. and the, all of these huge dreams and all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you walked into the marriage as that. And then our marriage is all kind of tore us down in some yes. ways. And it gives you that time to build yourself back up to be that confident person and be able to choose where you want right. to be vulnerable again. Well, and I think on that same vein, you know, my therapist used to always say, be the person that you would want today. Mm-hmm. Be mm-hmm. that person that you know, someone fell in love with. Yeah. You were interesting. Yeah. You had hobbies. You had friends. You did a lot of different things all the time, and you were interested in a lot of different things. Be that person. Don't mm-hmm. be the person that the marriage, you know, mm-hmm. threw out and then ground in the dirt with the heel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Be the other person. Yeah. Be the person that you used to be. Yeah. And I think a lot of us get lost in that, and we don't know how to do that. Yeah. But being alone gives you the time to actually decide how you want to spend the time and who you want to be going forward. Mm-hmm. So if you're stuck in that loneliness part, you can absolutely take time to, it's that old adage, count your blessings. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have a grateful attitude. List, seriously, if you're stuck in loneliness, list the things that you like right this minute about yourself, about your life, about your surroundings, about anything. I, um, I like my home. Or it can be as simple as, I have a place to sleep. Yeah. yeah, you know it doesn't. It just it just you gotta find I have electricity. Sim- yeah. <laughs> okay. Now that is a huge one that here lately. Huge so one yes. For us. Oh Wait. oh, I have cable again. I there mean, like go. little things. I have I have internet well, again. I listed what were the things that made me happy as a little kid, as a young adult, as a teenager. What were the things that I really enjoyed doing? And, well, and it's then funny go see when if they still make you happy. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you just completely put those things to the wayside and you don't think about them again because you think, well, I'm grown. Some of those things are actually the essence of who you are. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of interesting to go back, especially at my age, and re-explore those things. And see if they still make you happy. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is a lot of them have, have made me happy. Yeah. Now... I haven't roller skated in a while because of my. Well, I also haven't issues, played but. Spotlight in their yard with a whole bunch of people there either. You. But oh, we should do that. We should do that for our yard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, adult Spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's getting back to taking time, not to feel sorry for yourself, but to view this as an opportunity. 
to mm-hmm. get to know yourself at this age and see all those things that you wanted to do. Well, you can reinvent yourself yes. to some degree. Yes. Become that person you Isn't always wanted to be with no or, nobody holding you back. If something's making you unhappy, like, you can move. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, if your community's making you unhappy or, like, your job or whatever, you can change all that. That's, That's true. That's, it's completely toxic friends. within your... Yeah, toxic friends. Get they rid can, of it. Yeah, they can yeah. get like, out of your life. You don't like that you don't... Li- like, this is a very social neighborhood, mm-hmm. and I couldn't live anywhere else. Like, well, I, I, I didn't live. know that I needed like, to live here until yeah. I did. <laughs> but if you, if you live so in a place excited. where people aren't out walking or people don't visit with each other, move. Yeah. Just go yeah. somewhere else. Like, I, sometimes we get stuck, I think, and even in marriage, and we think, well, I have to. Yeah. I have to, so I've got to keep going. No, you don't. You yes, absolutely you don't. don't. You can change anything about your life at any time that you want. I think the beautiful thing is you can think about, you can change how you think about yourself. Yeah. You can go back to school. Yes. Like, you can change career paths. There's... You, you, and you can't even if you're limited by where your kid has to live yeah and all of that like yeah. you know you're you, but it doesn't matter there's still things you can change you can yeah. still move within the side of the city you can change jobs yeah. you can uh, go to a gym you can go like go walk in a different yeah. Yeah. area at a park yeah. I mean there's so many things the world is your oyster literally what is that you what is have that? to shift how you think about yeah. it what is yeah. it what is that old adage you are just one tiny decision away from changing, changing the rest ev- of your rest life, of your life yeah. everything about your life one tiny one. decision yeah. So what is it? Just make a choice and decide what that tiny decision is and roll with it and mm-hmm. then if you don't like it make a different tiny decision there you go mm-hmm. just keep moving forward I think just keep swimming. Keep exploring. Yeah. Thank you. Dory. <laughs> a little Dory. <laughs> and if, if something doesn't make you happy, don't do it again. You know? Right. No, but, like, but chalk it up to experience. Yeah. Now I know. Yeah. Now yeah. I know. Definitely. I, I do not enjoy drinking out of the hose anymore. I can tell you that. Oh, I do. Oh, I, I don't. It's I like really it tasted. every once in a while. Maybe not my hose. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but there, I mean, there's little things. Just try things. Things yeah. that make you feel young. Watermelon. I do not love eating watermelon, but when I have a slice, it makes me feel like I'm 10 again. There you go. You know? So, anyway. I had a shaved ice at the ball game. Oh, look at you. Yeah. I had a green, did tongue, it, did green it, tongue and everything. Did it melt? Like, was it oh, still? Yeah. <laughs> it was great. All right. Okay, so, all right, ladies, what are y'all going to do, I guess, to live a life you love? Anything? What would you do? If you could do, how about this one? We'll do, mix it up. If you could do absolutely anything, the world is your oyster, just one thing for one day, what would you do? I would be somewhere else. Just anywhere else. I don't really have like a place. Europe, no, anywhere. just somewhere new. Just somewhere new. That, that is completely how I get revitalized is being somewhere Travel? New. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would Every travel time. too. Or I'd do a studio art, I'd be in a, a studio art space for a day. Just, I think I would yeah. love to be like up in a mountain somewhere with all of my art supplies, but with the most amazing view oh, ever. Just to have that for a day. So that if I quit doing art or whatever, I could just look and just take it in and feed the soul that way. Because mm-hmm. I like nature stuff too. That's a good one. And combine it all. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good. Y'all have a wonderful Yay. week. Yay. You too. <laughs> Thank y'all for joining us for Champagne Sunday. See you next week. See you next week. Cheers. Have a good week. Cheers. Cheers.